everybody out there. Hope you're having a great weekend. Welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the RTR studio, and ready to go for the next two hours. We're going to do some talking about racing. We've got a great stellar lineup again tonight, Junior. What's going on? How about that? It's summertime outside the Race Time Radio studio, finally. It is, for sure. It's summertime, but uh, still feels like winter at the amount of racing news that we got to cover off, but uh, uh, we got lots of stuff to uh, to to still hit on tonight, so uh, lots of stuff happening within the industry, but uh, it's all it feels like wintertime with all the, the way that everything is put out there. You know, it's not, uh, it's not conventional this time of year where the uh, where the juices are flowing and and uh, everybody in Ontario and across the country is getting ready to uh, kick off for night number one but uh, you know this past Friday night was was supposed to be night number one over at Delaware Speedway but ah, uh, you're it w- right it wasn't and uh, you know you, you look across the board um, you know this show here was was earmarked on the calendar to be you know kind of our first results based show of the year and and uh, you know uh, the, the <laughs> pandemic has got other plans, so yeah. um, it's uh, it's definitely a bummer. But uh, lots of lots of good stuff happening. Um, you know, uh, Kyle Steckley released his car. Did you see that? Oh man, what a looking piece! They did a great job with that. It's yep. uh, it's yep. a really neat looking uh, pro late model and. Uh, yeah, lots of uh, you know, lots lots of news kind of trickling out through the through the cracks, and uh, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Well, we're, we're going to cover it off tonight. Flamborough Speedway would have had at least two or three events in by now had this not been another pandemic year, right? Like yeah, Flamborough definitely. Speedway usually fires up for practice in April, and usually, yeah, either the end of April, beginning of May, anyway. Yeah, um, you know, usually they got cars on track. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a bummer, but uh, you know, kind of instantly, everybody has reverted back to a. Uh, this is probably the first year ever that every racetrack uh, had two separate schedules. One, it was if everything was okay and everything was back to normal, and and the other schedule was if nothing went back to normal and we had COVID to deal with. So, um, you know, it's it, it, across the board. Of course, you know, this past week, uh, Toronto um, and, and the city of Toronto announced that. Uh, you know, all events were canceled um, in, in the city corridor, um, which which you know included the Honda Indy Toronto. Um, yeah, right yeah, in yeah. the news release, um, you know, found that uh, you know definitely inspirational and and uh, good that they you know at least know what it is. But uh, um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's you know definitely a tough pill to swallow that uh, you know all these events are kind of falling by the wayside. Now we haven't heard yet what is happening with the truck event. At at, at CTMP, I know that is not in the city of Toronto, um, but we haven't heard what is happening on that front. Um, you know whether that is going to be delayed or whether that's going to you know run or, or whether they're going to try to run that uh, you know status quo. But we also did see um, that the APC series um, has delayed or postponed um, their opening night. Um, you know, uh, which was slotted to be on on the May twentieth weekend. Did NASCAR Pindies follow? Suit? I have not seen the release from NASCAR really? Pindies yet. Still haven't seen nothing there. Now, you know, it, it's kind of kind of a no brainer, though, isn't it? I, it is next weekend, after all. I have not seen it yet, but I I do imagine that it's coming. <laughs> well, just in time, right? Well, what do we got? Six days left. Okay, hit send on that baby. 
Uh, anyway, here, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We do have a stellar lineup. Uh, we're going to kick it all off out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, we're going to jump, uh, we're, we're going to get Jonathan Hicken on this show. Anybody that follows Race Time Radio knows who Jonathan Hicken is. For those that don't know who he is, uh, he drove the number five Castle Building Centers, um, uh, number five out in PEI, uh, always part of the Maritime Pro Stock Tour out there, now known as the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, Jonathan Hicken's retiring. He's going to go racing with his son now. Uh, you starting him out young, of course, Bandolero. Uh, but Jonathan Hicken, uh, a multi-time winner, uh, he's going to join the show tonight. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Jonathan. I know he's living in Nova Scotia now. Uh, we're going to be catching up with him. We'll find out exactly what all he's got planned. You know, he's still going to be deeply rooted in this sport. May not be behind the wheel of his pro stock on a regular basis. Um, but... You know he's going to be part of this sport. So we will catch up with Jonathan here shortly. Also coming on the show, how about NASCAR Xfinity winner from a couple of weeks ago, Teledega? Uh, we got Jeb Burton going to join the show. Of course, driver of the number 10 colleague racing uh, machine in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Looking forward to catching up with Jeb. I know, Junior, you and I sat together with Jeb and Ward at Rockingham Speedway back when Jeb started out in the truck series and i know we had a really good conversation probably half three quarters of an hour long on uh race time radio we were sirius xm i want to say it was channel 157 back in those days uh but we did sit down the four of us in that little room at uh at rockingham look at how far jeb has come yeah definitely um you know jeb burton has uh you know, his career has been so rocky. He's got so many, you know, bad hands dealt to him as a driver, but he continues to go out there and post results. You know, every single time he comes yeah, back, it's he all comes, coming to him. He now. comes clawing back and and it opens up a door and you know it seems like every time he opens a door and it's not him it's not his doing but every time a door opens it gets slammed right back in his face and and he he has to climb back up the mountain again and and just to get to that door opening and uh you know it, it has been so refreshing to see him land with a team like colleague racing you know the what he has been able to do mm -hmm. um and and hats off to colleague racing for seeing that and and for seeing the the perseverance that the kid has you know that the guy has now yeah. um you know when you look back you know you, you think of the the camping world truck series you know effort that he had put together with with turner sport with turner scott right right, right. um he went out there and lit the lamp he, i think he had like he had like nine poles in one year he was fast everywhere he went um, just a, an incredible showing of speed and, and, uh, you know, of course the sponsorship that he had on his, on his race truck, um, ended up to, to fizzle away and, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a really tough pill to swallow for them and, and, uh, you know, kind of got, got thrown, got ejected to the sidelines, um, for, for none of his doing. Um, and then came back and, and a handful of times that same thing has, has continued to happen to him. 
which is crazy because he is such a good representative for oh. the partners that he works with. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a good guy all around, and uh, you know he, he's definitely a friend of Race Time Radio, and and uh, you know he's he's always been a good you know uh, ambassador for for the sport of of stock car racing in general, and and uh, you know I I was really happy to see him end up in Victory Lane uh, so early in the season. Um, there's a lot of really good things to come from that colleague camp, obviously, um, but uh, but he's he's definitely a big shining bright spot in that. Uh, really looking forward to getting back together with, with Jeb here tonight on Race Time Radio. Also coming up on tonight's show, the number 49 dirt late model uh, here in Ontario. His name is Brett Hope. Uh, dirt fans will know who Brett is, of course. He is getting prepared for a busy season, hopefully, at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Brett Hope is going to join the show. We'll talk about his brand new car that he's got put together. Uh, what a beautiful piece. Junior, there was racing here today in Canada. A short track racing. It took place at Speedway 660, uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. And we are really hoping that we're going to be able to get on Lonnie Somerville, another good friend of Race Time Radio, driver of the number 23. He is in the feature event. So I don't know whether the feature is done, whether it's on right now, or what's happening out there. But we will, in hour number two, really make a solid attempt to connect with Lonnie Somerville and try and get everybody up to speed on what was Canada's first race of 2021 on the short track side of things yeah definitely and and uh you know it's last year you know we've seen uh new brunswick come out of the gate first um and and we're seeing it again uh obviously a a different position you know population wise across the board um you know with with the rest of canada but uh you know a, a a you know an awesome thing to see um, is is them being able to go racing, you know, and oh, and, yeah. and being able to put on an event. Um, I know it's not it's not the exact same as a regular year, um, but uh, by all accounts, last year they did the right things. They they made the right steps. They had the right inroads with the the province to allow that stuff to happen. Uh, you know, they they got to overstep some of the the rules and regulations that uh, that were there put in place that everybody else had to adhere to. Um, but they got to to kind of you know be exploratory and and to do different things within the province um, that uh, that turned a lot of heads in a positive manner because they realized that they could do it safely and they could still put on a show. And, uh, you know, still a bright spot here in, in Canada and, and uh, uh, hats off to them for being able to do it. Um, you know, I, it, I it is such I've been vocal the past couple of weeks. You know, it's uh, it's needed. And uh, the uh, the racers are, are crying. They need it. <laughs> they need oh, they sure. need to get All back of us up there. Do. Everybody and, does. Uh, um, you know, it's cool that, uh, that they're able to do it. Yeah, uh, we are going to hear tonight, I hope, with Lonnie Somerville. Also got a uh, connection out to Wayne Smith. Uh, he, uh, the Oval Outlaw, of course, um, does get behind the wheel of a race car still. He is uh, Petty International Raceway, but uh, today he was racing at Speedway 660 as well. I've got a message out to Wayne. So hopefully we can get one or both of those drivers on here tonight to talk about the action at Speedway 660 
and we'll get you up to date on all of that tonight. So that's what we've got in tap for you. I also want to let you know, next weekend, Junior, um, uh, Eastbound International Speedway out there in Newfoundland, uh, back and forth with Bob Smith, uh, Bob Smith, the general manager at Eastbound here just minutes ago. They do have plans of going green next Sunday. And, uh, of course, it is uh, under the COVID rules for uh, The Rock. But in the same respect, they do have plans of going green. And that is, Bob said, providing nothing goofy happens this week and locks us down. So um, there is a plan for those guys out there. So that's interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, you know, with the, the cases, the case numbers, uh, you know, spiking over in on the Nova Scotia side, mm. um, you know, it, it's interesting that, uh, y- you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, both the New Brunswick and, and the Newfoundland side open up, but the, the, the Nova Scotia side kind of, you know, cracking down a little bit and, and, and locking everything down. Yeah, so, and no, no Atlantic bubble yet. Yes, right? no so bubble yet. It, even though there was a race today in New Brunswick, yeah. it did not include the guys from Nova Scotia or PEI or any of that. It was just New Brunswick. So yep. no Atlantic bubble yet, but uh, hopefully that opens up real soon. Have we seen anything from PEI yet? Because no. that is that is a province where there has not been any any news that I've seen come across, no. you know, my timeline. Um but uh but you know PEI was part of the bubble last year. Uh obviously, you know, got got out of the gate and and did a little bit of racing. Um but uh but I don't know where the case count yeah. stands or or what the laws are. PEI did not PEI did not turn a did, lap did last year. Did not turn year. a lap last year. Not That's right. That's what I meant. There. Yeah. yeah, they didn't yeah. turn a lap, but, but they were part of the they were part of the bubble. There was guys from oh, PEI yeah. that yes. got to race in in New Brunswick. New Brunswick and in Nova Scotia. Yep. But but they weren't able to turn a lap on the island itself. That's right. Yeah. So we're we're gonna find out more. I can bet Jonathan Hicken, our first guest is going to be able to shed a little bit of light on um, because I know he's hooked up with King Racing, and I know they'll have cars running on uh, in all those maritime provinces. But tell you what, we're going to hit this first break. When we come back, we'll get Jonathan Hicken on the horn. I know I said that last week, but trust me, this time it's going to work. Jonathan Hicken be on the show, and we'll try and get some of the answers to some of those questions, and we'll get tonight's show Firmly kicked off green flag coming up. So you stay right where you're at. We will be back in just a couple of moments here on Race Time with guest number one. Stay with us. Oh, I know. It goes asphalt's racing on dirt or plant potatoes. <laughs> but I ain't saying that. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network. Featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Oh! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And there we go. We're back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. It is time to get to the hotline. And shall we bring in guest number one? He is out no longer in PEI, somewhere over in Nova Scotia. Let's welcome in uh, Jonathan Hicken. What's going on tonight? Used to be five. How you doing, Joe? Doing thanks fantastic. For hey, th- thanks for answering your phone this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to bust your chops about that one, my friend. You left us hanging yeah. last week, you I, know? You... I was a little preoccupied last week. We made a uh, uh, quick uh, decision to make the move over and uh, really really out of our control. <laughs> Didn't know what the borders would do and, and uh, decided to make the move and... We're, we're here now. Don't it's, you it's pay right. no mind you, to Junior. You just got to go to the back for this restart. There's just a penalty, so uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a big thing. You got a fast car. You can make it back up through there. <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't even need to, you don't even need a welder to fix this one either. You're good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, yeah. what's the deal? Now, listen, I remember the last race, listening to the last race on Tim Terry on timscorner.ca, 
Um, I, I remember listening to that last petty race, and honestly, Jonathan, either I'm getting older, I totally missed it, but I can't remember hearing you going to go retiring. Oh, it's something that I've been thinking about the last year. I mean, I'm not getting any younger, and my young fella, he, Ethan, he, he's 10 years old. He's been hounding me the last couple of years. He wants to run bando cars and uh, can't really do both. And my Andrew, my brother, he's been, he's been wanting me to come work with him for the last couple of years just to uh, uh, just to get a change of pace for myself, mainly I've, the job that I had before this. Uh, working as a mechanic, I'd done that for 21 years. And it was just a, it was just a time for a change and different change of scenery. Uh, a lot of sleepless nights. I tell you, trying to make a decision, my yeah. wife and I. Uh, it's just a, it's a lot of big things, big change for for all three of us, really. But uh, I never, I never had anybody wanting to do any interviews with me, nothing like that. It's not the type of guy that I am. It's just something that I told my guys over the radio, actually, right before the drop of the green at the Mike Stevens race, that uh, I'd be retiring. That was the last year, and uh, I had more than enough guys to thank. I just uh, I had the same guys with me week in, week out uh, for the last, I don't know how many years. It's just uh, I can't count back that far, but <laughs> tough group of guys, and... and uh, I, I can't thank them enough. It's just uh, one of them things was the decision that I made and uh, and stuck with it, and here we are now. Jonathan, there's nothing wrong with that. You wait long enough, things change. Now, uh, the, the, the wild part is if you wait long enough, sometimes things change out of your control. And look at this. You're right in control, and you were able to uh, do it on your terms Step, uh, you know, step aside. It's not retiring. It's not like you're leaving the sport by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, no. and, and it's something that, you know what, y- your son is going to appreciate it. We know he's going to follow in Dad's footsteps. And, Jonathan, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's nothing stopping you from getting back into a race car if, by chance, uh, someone's got a ride and they say, hey, I want to go try and win that, uh, I don't know, Mike Stevens Memorial or maybe that tour race. Hey, why don't we call Jonathan Hick and maybe we can get him in the seat for a night? Something like that could transpire, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just uh, I'm I'm not far away. That's 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 for darn sure. But just I just want to take a step back and concentrate on Ethan's uh, getting going, basically in it. Not I wouldn't say a career yet, but he has the he has the the go to him. Uh, I don't know. Just watched us over the years, I guess, and uh, I just want to give him a chance that I didn't want to concentrate on my own thing and and not make it to him so it's just something that I decided on and uh, like I say my wife and I talked about it for the longest time and uh, decided to just step away from it and actually I started work at King Racing in uh, 1st uh, January so it's uh, a whole lot of big changes and uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it so far but like like you say there's there's cars around I've had guys offer me already to drive their car this summer and uh, i didn't say yes or no right yet but it already just depends on the schedule but i would like to run the mike stevens race that's a pretty special race for me uh, and a good good track record there too i, I always like stepping into 
Petty International. It's my it's my favorite place to go and race, and uh, I'd hate to I'd hate to miss that race uh, each year. But we'll uh, we'll see what's in store for the for the end of the season. Anyway, absolutely, uh, Jonathan. It, this would have worked a lot better last week. Not to throw that out there again. Oh. Uh, but but uh, you know, I'll kick him uh, for <laughs> you, Jonathan. I'll kick him. <laughs> no, so we had Donald Chisholm on the program last week. And uh, uh, he's kind of doing the, the, a similar deal where he's got, you know, Emily behind the wheel of a, of a bando. And uh, I said, if you had any advice to give to Jonathan Hicken, you know, who's, who's now going to be transitioning, he's going to take the helmet off and, he, and he's going to put the, the headset on. Well, I guess not a headset because you guys don't have radios yet. But, but you're going to put the crew chief role on. You're going to have yeah. the stopwatch, I guess we could say now, right? Um, yeah. I, but I said, if you had any advice for him, what would it be? And he said, make sure you got your nitroglycerin pills because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a little bit of a of a shock to your system uh, for uh, for watching your son out there uh, versus out there driving a race car. So uh, that was that was directly from Donald Chisholm. Um, but uh, I, I want to kind of take you know get your perspective on it. Have you have you watched your son drive around yet? Have you watched him strap into a car yet? And uh, are you are you ready for that uh, that level of excitement? I, I'm ready. I'm more than ready. Uh, I think he's quite ready for it. He's it's something that he's been uh, he's been on four wheels since he was two and a half years old. He's he's got the drive for it, and uh, I have the drive for it for him. Uh, my wife's the same. We're just uh, both excited to see him going. Andrew, my brother, every, everybody that's got a part of it is uh, extremely excited to see him going. Andrew says, "I don't know if uh, the class is going to be ready for this fellow or not, but uh, he's he's ready for that class." So, um, he, I'm sure he'll tear some panels off. But uh, I mean, I was no prince on the racetrack either, so uh, it's just it's it's something that I'm looking forward to doing, stepping back and seeing him going. That the uh, the nerve part of it, it 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 won't bother me. I, I don't think right yet, anyways. But he hasn't been on the track. But we have uh, we have been in an NBA cars. I had one of them little race cars that we would uh, put the miles on in a in a high school parking lot. Actually, last summer we go up and run about a hundred laps every every weekend, and he uh, he showed some uh, different skills and uh, things he picked up on a lot of stuff that I I really didn't think that he would right away but uh but he he did so that's cool that is super cool stuff uh to get to get you and your son together that's going to be exciting now pei is there any uh has there been any talk before he left the island there on whether things were going to get generated this year and i guess you'll be focused in maybe on a place like scotia speed world uh with the Benalero class uh but uh, any word from pei before you left they're thinking on uh, they. I know they have sat as far as that COVID deal goes. I know they sat this week or last week with the government, uh, like just to set out a plan to see what they want to do and what they have to do in order to get people in and get things rolling. But I, I haven't really heard what the decision was yet on it. But uh, I'm hoping things get going sooner than later. They do have a six race schedule, I believe, for the bando cars. So. Uh, likely see us over there if there's something going on, and uh, mainly your Scotia deal Friday night uh, weekly series. And uh, we're not in it for 
points or anything this year. We're just going to go when we can and try and get some laps on a lot of practice days and just to get them a feel for it and uh, go that way before I throw them out to the wolves, you'd say. <laughs> yeah, and I know what you're going to say, son, just keep the panels on it. That's your favorite <laughs> saying, just keep the panels on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that'll be good. Do. Yeah, you yeah. bet. Now, uh, King Racing, how are things looking there? I guess uh, uh, I know pandemic things kind of uh, go stop, go stop, but uh, uh, definitely cars have got to be in the works. How are things going with Andrew and Rolly and everybody? It's pretty well been straight ahead. I mean, the the racing industry is the well with the way everything shut down. It's it's a little tricky that way, but. Um, still selling parts and there's cars being built in and out we get some new customers there this year that we uh, uh, put some bodies on and done some setup stuff and my uh, my car went to uh, Craig's Lawn White so it's uh, it was at the shop getting tuned up Mike Dusky's car was there uh, it's actually my old Hampton car uh, he had it there for some a reskin and uh, a tune up and set up and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's been things floating around. We're doing a lot of uh, muscle care stuff for customers. You've probably seen on King Racing's uh, Facebook page there. Just rolled out a 67 Firebird for a fellow that's been uh, in the works pretty well since December. So uh, a couple of Corvettes in there for some other good customers. A lot of a lot of fillers, which is nice to see too uh, when the racing's on the on the quiet side. So. Now you you watch you know TV shows like uh, uh, Rust Valley Restorers or you know Gas Monkey Garage or any of those, and when they finish the build, they they get to tear the tires off the thing, <laughs> like just you know it seems like every every reality show do, do you get to uh, you know partake in a little bit of uh, tire burning uh, with the with any of them hot rods or what? No, not not with the not with the customers care, but I mean if he. Uh... If he wanted to uh, come for a drive, I'd be more than obliging to uh, show show them what it would do, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, one thing I do have to tell you is, is you know, now that you're transitioned to dad and, and to crew guy, yeah. you have to put fuel in the car yeah. every single time because the second that you don't add fuel to his car, he's going to hold it against you for your entire yeah. life. Right? Yeah. No, you're, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm dead serious. Your entire life. I still hold it against this guy right here, and I'm yeah. pointing to Dad across the table. Every day. I, every time I talk to him, you should have put gas in my damn car that night. I would have had another feature win. Yeah, don't forget the fuel. That's right. Yeah. Don't forget the fuel. That's yeah. the number. You can leave the hood pins out. You can leave a tire loose. You can do whatever you want. Just make sure you put gas in it. I'll tell you what, Jonathan, it's going to be great when things fire off. Uh, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Uh, I know I look forward to it. We're going to get you back on as things get seated in here and we start to get a few laps on. you got to do us a favor, say hi to everybody back there at King Racing. And, uh, man, good to hear your voice, and I know I can't wait to uh, see how things all work out with you and Ethan. And we'll have you on lots, I can guarantee it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I know I know things are going to be a little bit different, but I'm still going to be around racetrack and some guys will miss me and some won't. But nah. <laughs> that's just that's just the way it goes. But it's a it's a different lifestyle for me. But we're uh, we're hanging in there, and I'm still going to be around racetracks and uh, around all the people that I basically raced with and and uh, grew up with. But we'll uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a change of pace. But I, I can't wait to see Ethan going. It's uh, it's going to be a 
skeleton crew, I'm sure, but uh, with this COVID deal, but we'll have to uh, make the best of it between my my wife, Belinda, and, and Ethan and myself and uh, anybody that can get to the racetrack. Andrew's excited to get to the racetrack to see him going, too. So we'll, uh, yeah, it'll be a change of pace, but a good one, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Jonathan, this has been great, buddy. You take her easy out there, and we're going to catch up with you real soon. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You, you betcha, Jonathan Hicken out there in uh, now in Nova Scotia, but uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold there. But what do you say we go right back to the hotline? Let's welcome in a guy that goes uh, to Victory Lane at Talladega a couple of weeks ago, coming off an eleventh place finish uh, just just uh, yesterday. Uh, let's bring in there, Mister Jeb Burton. What's going on tonight, there, Jeb? How you doing, buddy? Doing good. I appreciate you having me on here, man. It's been a while. Oh, it's been too long, Jeb. It's been too long. But I'll tell you what, uh, it's been great watching you. Uh, we haven't taken a rise off of you uh, uh, in all those years. Man, things are starting to come your way. It looks good. Yes, sir. We, uh, it's been uh, some challenging years for sure. Uh, this year has been up and down. This this past weekend didn't go as planned, but... Uh, coming off a big win a couple weeks ago so uh we'll, we'll go back and uh see how we can be better for, for this weekend we go to a brand new racetrack at uh austin texas at coda so it should be interesting and see if we can go try to get another top five. Oh, Jeb, it, 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 that number 10, that colleague racing and you sort of fit right together. you got some good teammates to work with now. Uh, well, what do you think heading into Coda? This is kind of like, I don't know, leveling the playing field, if you will, for everybody at this track, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, road courses are really uh, my teammate, A.J. Allmendegger's uh, strengths, and uh, we'll be leaning on him a lot this week and weekend and i don't think he's raced there before but he's ran a lot of laps on the simulator so he's a pretty good wheel man on the road course but uh i think um i think i should be able to do pretty good too so we're excited about getting there and Kylie Grayson does a great job bringing good cars every weekend and especially at the road courses so i'm excited about it so uh after the big win at Talladega, uh, i'm following along on twitter follow you follow your dad too ward burton of course uh and I seen a video, uh, your mom and dad beside a barbecue getting ready to go. Yeah, you were coming to that barbecue, uh, and uh, they, they were pretty excited, I got to say. Uh, did you ever show up at that barbecue, or did you make them eat by themselves? No, no, I was there. That was uh, that was a good uh, family day. We had uh, um, my mom and dad and their, their side of the family, and, uh, my mom's side, my dad's side, so that was great to have all the grandparents and everybody there, and uh, just was a was a special day, and it was cool. We had a couple off weeks to, uh, to celebrate and um, just be be with family, man. It it was a long road to get get that first win, and hopefully we can get a couple more this year and have a shot at that championship. I tell you what, a big win would be him not posting any more snake videos. It gives me the it gives me the cringes, man. I, I, anybody who follows Ward Burton or really anything NASCAR related, because it seems like everybody in in the NASCAR community, as soon as Ward Burton sees a uh, sees a snake, uh, he, he just wants to be friends with it. And uh, I'm telling you what, if if you haven't seen one of the videos, you got to just search, you know, Ward Burton on Twitter. Uh, but uh, man, you got to tell him that that gives me the heebie-jeebies for sure. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people don't like that too much. He's actually going. <laughs> uh, he's going down in uh, the Everglades in a couple months, and uh, he's going to be chasing pythons and talking about that that uh, story out there and how they're taking over down there. So that should be pretty interesting. Absolutely, it will be for sure. You guys have a a you know obviously the the entire Burton family has got a uh, you know an absolute love for the outdoors, and and you translate that right through your your marketing on the race cars. Um, but you guys you guys are are definitely you know conservationists, and and you you guys are all about the the uh, the great outdoors. Uh, talk a little bit about the 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 programs that you've got rocking rolling from from here to the end of the year um you, you know with with to do with the outdoors on the 10 car yeah so um i have an outdoor tv show dad and i do and my wife brandy um it's called crossroads with the burdens and um you know that's on the sportsman channel we also have a little youtube page we kind of just started putting some things on there um as well just to kind of give people a, a sneak peek of things but um yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's the third year of us doing that, and, and Dad's also got his uh, foundation, the Warburn Wildlife Foundation, does a lot of great, great things in the outdoors, introducing kids to the great outdoors, and um, doing a lot of other things on the conservation side. So yeah, we're, when we're not at the racetrack, we're doing something in the outdoors in the woods. That's kind of who we are. You gotta love it. We're tonight with Jeb Burton. Uh, he's with us on the hotline. Of course, Jeb, uh, coming off the big win just a couple of weeks ago at Talladega. Also coming off an 11th place finish this past weekend uh, at the Monster Mile. Uh, Jeb, no doubt, you know, when you look over the statistics and uh, the different types of tracks that uh, really fit you well, uh, I look back to uh, when your truck win at Texas. That's got to be one of those tracks that you favor. I know you're going to be on the road course end of things, but... Uh, when you look at uh, the the rest of the schedule in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, uh, which ones are jumping out at you? Which ones do you like your opportunity? I know all of them should be close, um, but w- which ones sort of jump out as ones that you circle saying, hey, that's one that I know I'm going to go attack? Well, I think um, for, for us, you know, the mile and a half, we've kinda, I've kind of struggled a little bit this year at the mile and a half. So we've got some good finishes, but haven't ran exactly like we like we want to um but you know i think we got some good tracks coming up charlotte's been a really good track for me um i've always ran well there and uh, the short tracks bristol we'll go back to martinsville um yeah i feel like we can win anywhere uh to be honest if, if all things work out we've got a great pit crew those guys do a great job every weekend gain a spot so yeah i think um you know, some of the tracks I haven't had a lot of experience at, but some of them I have. So there's definitely uh, a lot of tracks coming up I feel like we can go win at. And, and uh, every week we're, we're trying to do that. We've had a, you know, a challenging past couple races. It, it, you know, we had that win, but other than that, we've kind of had a little slump here. So we got to get things back going. <laughs> yeah, and you know it energizes you too, right? Especially when you look up and you see fans back in the grandstands. Uh, that's going to add another full layer back to things. Oh yeah, we, we've definitely missed the, the fans in the grandstands. That it was nice to see a, a pretty decent crowd there on Saturday in Dover. So 
that was nice to see, and hopefully things will get back to normal soon. Jeb, talk a little bit about the, um, the you know, the, the past couple of years, um, you've been part-time, and, and you've it's been, you know, hit and miss where, where you've been able to get onto the racetrack. Um, this year, with, you know, guns blazing, full tilt, you know, full-time, uh, running for a championship, talk about the, you know, how you've had to kind of change gears um, to, to get up for that. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of momentum, you know, when you get the opportunity to do that but talk about the difficulty um you know of having to jump in and go and find that extra gear um to to you know get after it and go full-time in this deal versus running you know a part-time schedule um and and you know running a part-time schedule for for a a period of years not just not just one year but a, a period of years um you know talk a little bit about the the differences between doing that um and and you know clawing for every opportunity uh to then now pointing all your focus into one effort um it, a little bit of the differences i want to hear you know your side of of you know the differences between those years and and what you, is in front of you for this year so the the years when i wasn't full-time it was really difficult to kind of get in the rhythm of things um with your team and uh, we had some really good runs uh, in, in between there. But uh, this year, it's just way different. You know, my preparation um, is way more. I'm doing the simulator more. I'm at the shop more. I mean, I'm leaving my house in the morning at 5 a.m. to be at the shop at 7 a.m. because I live about two hours away. So I'll be in Charlotte uh, almost every single day. I'll be in Charlotte every single day this week. So um, I'm, I am wide open. Uh, doing doing things with the race team and, and partners and um, man, it's a it's a dream come true to, to race at a race team like College Racing and definitely don't want to take it for granted and, and make the most of of this opportunity because you never know what's going to happen next year um, or the year after that. So you never know and uh, I just I want to win a lot of races this year. So uh, hopefully I can uh, have a deal again next year and um, you know. The biggest things that are different is just the preparation and, and the schedule. I'm running all over the place and uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. This is what I've always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid, man. So it's, it's a dream come true. Now, the cool part is, Jeb, you have earned your way uh, to that seat that you're in right now. And I'll tell you what, fans getting their money's worth when they uh, buy an Xfinity ticket and see everything that there is uh, out there right now on the racetrack, including you with your butt in that number 10 car. Uh, it's going to be exciting from here to the end, I can guarantee it. And uh, uh, sure do appreciate your time tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, look forward to maybe getting you back on here again. Uh, anytime you feel like doing a drive-by, you got my number, bud. Uh, it would be great to hear from you. Yes, yes, sir. I appreciate y'all, and uh, anytime y'all want me on, just uh, shoot me a message, and, and uh, I'll be happy to join you guys. You betcha. Hey, do us a favor. Say hi to your dad for us. Uh, we're going to get together again one of these days. The four of us will sit down. We're a little bit older now, but uh, hey, I tell you what, we still have a good time, I bet. Oh, yeah, we'll bring a snake by. So you <laughs> hey, by you that. leave those snakes on the ground, Ward. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, man, that's good. <laughs> Jeb, yeah. thanks so much for the time, buddy. Uh, go get them this weekend, will you? 
Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. You betcha. That is uh, Jeb Burton. Always great to catch up with Jeb. And, you know, it's been way too long, Junior. We did have a lot of fun down there at Rockingham. And uh, I know I've been back and forth with Jeb a few times uh, throughout the course of time. When he gets a ride, and uh, I'll tell you what, when he got that win at Talladega, I was coming off the seat in the at, at home here. It was really good to see him get that win. He deserves it. I know it was a rain-shortened event, but... Uh, Hey, hey. got to be in the right place at the right time, and he did it. Yeah, winning those races, it don't matter if it's rain shortened, lightning shortened, tornado shortened, or or the full length. It's you know you got to be leading the the race at the right time, and there's no joke. Um, you know when when rain's coming, those guys are racing just like it is the end of the race, and uh, you know you, you got to put yourself in position, and he, they did that, and uh, you know he's shown speed. A number of times across the board, um, I think you're going to see him win more races. Um, you know, when they when they get back to uh, hitting hitting some short tracks, um, you know, you really see him rise to oh, the top. Yeah. Um, That's his sweet spot. It is for sure. The the tracks that are you know a mile and under um, are are definitely um, you know right in his wheelhouse. And and not that all the races aren't, but. Uh, um, yeah, Jeb is—he's uh, had a very interesting career, man. When you look at at the the trials and tribulations of of a NASCAR driver uh, to get to where he's at today, um, a lot of drivers would have walked away by then. Oh yeah, you know how you know? easy it is to quit. That that that's anybody. Uh, it's so easy to quit, but uh, that Burton family, Jeb. Ward, those guys have been working it. And I mean working it hard. You can work it all you want. If you can't get results, you're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. And yep. look at Jeb go. Gets results. That's and how he he's able to continue. In, and he never quits. In every step of the way, he's got results. Even when he was part-time, you know, he'd go out there and post a top five. Yep. Um, you know, you think back to when he was driving for Junior Motorsports. There was a couple times there where he had he had a car that, you know, could win the race. Did did he get to victory lane? No. He he, he was right there knocking on the door, though. Right. Um, and, you know, there's something to be said about that guy that, you know he's a journeyman race car driver. The guy is just he, he. If 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 the car is good enough to be there, he's going to get everything he can out of it, uh, plus that extra ten percent that you need. And uh, you know he's he's uh, he's a heck of a wheelman. Um, and and you put him in good equipment, and he's going to get results. And and uh, you know you can just hear the passion for the sport in his voice. You know when he talks about it. Um, you know it, he's he's a he's a fixture now. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, whether that opportunity down the line is with colleague next year or whether it's with a cup team or whether it's with a different Xfinity team, um, you're going to see Jeb Burton back in a seat. And, uh, uh, you know, that's that's really exciting. And, and uh, hats off to him. And, you know, just make sure that they keep the snakes away because <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. Watch out. Word will send you one in a little box. He better not. <laughs> he better not. I know he's down in Virginia. You would leave those snakes down there. Yeah. Even if it's a rubber one. Uh, the, uh, Incredible. We're going to hit this break. We will be back. Got lots more to come. Hour two coming up. And I've also got uh, some good news for you on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hi, this is Adam West, driver of uh, SOS number 30, ODLM number 92. And just want to remind all the fans that asphalt's from getting there, but dirt is for From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. 
Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen. And I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRockHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Junior, we got a busy hour number two coming up. Uh, We have Brett Hope coming up, driver of the number 49 Dirt Lay model, got a brand new car built for Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, and we're going to talk to Brett at the beginning of our number two, uh, which is coming up here very shortly. Um, We have got, uh, how about this? Lonnie Somerville is on his way home. He's going to be home here in about 20, 30 minutes or at least uh, fairly close, at least within uh, good cell service. So we got Lonnie confirmed. He is going to come on. Uh, He was at Speedway 660 today for the first race of the season at Speedway 660 in New Brunswick. Um, So he is going to join us. So we'll get a live update with Lonnie tonight. And... Just to uh, add some more fuel to the fire here, 
How about the Oval Outlaw Wayne Smith was also in attendance at Speedway 660 today. Now, he wasn't behind the wheel. He uh, His car ended up winning the race. But uh, we are going to catch up with Wayne Smith tonight on the show. So we'll talk to him about 660. And we'll also try and get the skinny on what's taking place there at Petty International Raceway. I know they got things ready to fire off for May the 23rd next weekend. So uh, we got lots to come in hour number two for you tonight. But we are uh, fairly shortly here. We're going to throw it back to Scotty in Toronto and get you up to date on some of the news and highlights that you may have missed here in hour number one. But that's what we do every time, uh, every Sunday night here on the show. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary there. Um, uh, what was it going to Oh, uh, Rogers. Uh, last week, you'll remember on the show that uh, with the, there was a campaign already fired up that we sort of got underway. Well, all of us got underway last week. Rev TV Canada included in that. And uh, it was called Rev It Up Rogers. Uh, anyone with Rogers Television uh, no, let's say you can't just yet get Rev TV Canada on your television lineup through Rogers. Uh, Rev TV Canada available on Shaw and Eastlink and all the other uh, facets, all the other providers of television here in Canada, but not on Rogers just yet. Uh, it wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't for lack of being there. Uh, Rogers just needed a little more time, I guess, to make the decision to grab Rev and put it on their lineup. Uh, that planning is still in process. But I got to tell you, since last week's uh, push, if you will, the Rev it Up Rogers project, I call it the project, uh, since that fired off, there has been some headway being made here, which is real good news. Um, and you know what? It's uh, it's going to continue this week. If you are a Rogers Television uh, subscriber and you want Rev TV Canada, and I know you do because you're gearhead like we are, over 140 live races coming at you uh, this year on Rev TV Canada. We kind of need that channel. And uh, what here's what you need to do. And I believe you still have time. Um, you may only have like today uh, to call into Rogers, but call into Rogers TV. Um, ask the rep uh, first name. Uh, we don't need the last name, but just the first name. And uh, let them know that you want Rev TV Canada in your television lineup. Uh, if you get the name, uh, that first name of that rep at Rogers, you include it in a post with the Rev it Up Rogers, hashtag Rev it Up Rogers. Uh, include that person's first name, and you will be entered into a draw for a F1 visor uh, autograph by uh, Villeneuve. So it's kind of a cool thing. And at the end of the day, uh, hopefully Rogers recognizes all of us race fans that want that channel in our television lineup, and they add it. Uh, and then that way we can all celebrate across Canada. I know when things get fired up from the short track side of things, uh, you can bet your boots that uh, Rev TV Canada is going to have some Canadian short track racing content on there as well. Uh, Speed Sport is a staple on Rev TV. Uh, Wing Nation, of course, with Steve Post. Uh, there's just dynamite programming on Rev TV Canada. And I know, Junior, you and I had it when we had Shaw Direct. Uh, now with the new studio, 
we haven't got it, yeah, and we need it. Definitely, we do need it. And uh, you know, with all the all the races that are coming down the pipe that uh, that they have, it's something that uh, you know, hopefully, we can have uh, sooner rather than later. It's um, uh, you know, it, it's a tough deal that uh, that they don't have it on there yet. It's uh, you know, when you when you look at all the things that Rogers provides, um, you know, he, you would just think that it's a natural fit for them. And well, uh, from hopefully, what I, hopefully we can get it on there. From what I can understand, there is some forward progress in this, and uh, we should find out more uh, throughout the course of next week. But it really would help if listeners could, um, you know, buzz into Rogers there and just ask, ask, request, if you will. Uh, Rev TV Canada, and that'll go a long way. Uh, hour two coming up. Um, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, Junior. That place, Blake Outhouse, has really got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I reached out to Blake to see if we could get an update, and he said, "Joe, hang tight. I've got some real big stuff that I want to tell you, but I can't tell you this week." I said, "Okay, we push him off till next week." But from what I've seen on. You know, all the social media stuff, that track is just looking like a palace. Yeah, definitely. They did a wonderful job with the with the racing surface last year. You know, they, they towards the end of the year, everybody got out there and got a chance to, to rip it up a little bit and, and see how it was um, and, and, you know, try out the track surface. Um, since then, you know, they, they went in and, and they made the wall all the way around. They updated the lighting. The lighting looks like the, the oh. palace. Like, it looks like the, the MGM Grand. And um, she's absolutely lit up beautifully. And, uh, you know, by by the looks of it, they're doing some amazing things with the grandstands. And then as well, uh, you know, they, they're utilizing shipping containers for the, you know, the concessions and, and for the scoring tower and all that stuff. Um, the racetrack looks like a million bucks. They're doing a great job with it uh, from everything that I've seen. And by the sounds of it, there's a bunch more updates that are going to take place between now and opening day. Um, so it'll be definitely cool to catch up with brett we'll talk a little bit about we'll try to get some insider information because he's down that way and then we'll go from there yeah absolutely we're going to throw it back to toronto get you up to date on news uh just it takes 90 seconds it's a very quick very professional update and then hour two begins tonight here on race time radio and uh you're gonna hear from brett hope he's got a brand new dirt late model all set and ready to go for that new speedway and we're going to hear all the skinny on what took place at Speedway 660 in New Brunswick as the first short track, uh, Canadian short track race got underway. The season has begun in New Brunswick at Speedway 660, and we're going to hear from uh, two extremely uh, crafty veterans in our sport. Uh, Lonnie Somerville, along with uh, Wayne Smith, is going to join us. Here in hour number two. So don't go anywhere. Junior and I and all those guests will be back in just uh, like 90 seconds. And uh, we'll take care of hour number two here tonight. So glad you could tune in. We'll be right back here live on Sirius XM 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by... The Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. 
Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight, uh, live right here on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Hey, I want to also th- throw, uh, and I don't do this enough, I uh, really want to thank Todd Robertson, uh, Napa, uh, out in Nova Scotia. Uh, you know, when this pandemic all kicked off, uh, we, uh, you know, race time radio, uh, really depends a lot on the live broadcasts that we do. Uh, and we do like nine live broadcasts a year from, uh, you know, mainly the parts for trucks tour that used to be last year. Now it's known as the East coast international pro stock tour. Uh, we did all the races at Riverside, all the races at uh, Scotia Speed World, all live on Race Time Radio for the tour. And then, of course, we would do one, uh, you know, here in Ontario, whether it be uh, Flamborough Speedway or, uh, you know, pretty well whatever mix is in there. Uh, but uh, at, when all of that came to a screeching halt through the pandemic, uh, it really, really put Race Time Radio in a difficult position uh, to keep moving forward. Uh, without any kind of revenue. Uh, it honestly killed us dead. And, uh, you know, Todd, uh, he listens to Race Time Radio and he loves the show. Uh, Todd actually jumped in and started sponsoring the show. Uh, so did Frank Wall from uh, Quick Quick, uh, also part of the show. Uh, it's companies like that, along with VP Racing Fuels and RPM and uh, you know, all of our sponsors, if we didn't have those, uh, Race Time Radio would be no more. Uh, and we just, uh, we, we owe uh, everything to the sponsors uh, that, that keep this show alive. And uh, it's something that we've been doing now for, uh, well, since 2006, believe it or not. And uh, we, we look forward to doing it for many, many more years here, Junior. You were gray when it started, though. <laughs> Just still, not as gray as I am now, no, right? You're, you're still you, It's the same. The same color. You know what? I'm going to kick you for Jonathan. <laughs> I'm going to kick you for Ward Burton. And I'm even going to give you a little boot there for myself. It's all right. Yeah. I got tough shins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got big shins, I can tell you that. <laughs> Let's get back to the hotline, shall we, and uh, talk to some of these short track professionals. Uh, and our next guest has uh, got a brand new dirt lay model put together. Uh, he drives the number 49, and I'll tell you what, uh, get to racetimeradio.com. Have a look at this brand new dirt lay model. What a piece. Uh, let's welcome in the owner of that piece and the driver. His name is Brett Hope. He's joining us right now on the hotline. What's going on there, Brett? How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing fantastic. Man, you have been one busy cat putting that car together. What a beautiful piece you got there. Thank you. Thank you very much. We had a lot of help doing it. Um, Kyle Scopez was a major contributor to putting that nice thing together, but 
Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long haul, but hopefully we can hit the track here and get it a little dirty soon. Brett, uh, we've never had you on Race Time Radio, and I'd like to get a little more information about who you are, how you got your start, and uh, now you're in, uh, like, Dirt Lay Model. This Is uh, is this going to be your first year in this class, and where did you get your start? Uh, actually, we started racing as a family. My dad had an old enduro car at Delaware Speedway there, so... I remember his first race, and there was like a hundred and something cars on that little half mile. And um, 250 laps later, it was over, and <laughs> that was the start there. So uh, we, I started racing Mustangs, then moved into the mini mods at South Buxton Speedway there, and then uh, took a few years off for hockey. Came back, raced with Thunderstock, and then a modified, and then ended up getting this dirt late model. And uh, so yeah, it's gonna be our first year in it. Brett, looking at uh, you know your background, you touched on a little bit there. Uh, Hockey is a big part of you and, and your family, uh, but but so is racing equally. Um, I, I think that that same thing can be said across the board uh, up here north of the border. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of crossover because of summer and winter, um, but uh, you still you know partake and and you, you you're still a busy cat when it comes time for hockey. I know you were the head coach of of a team uh, local team near you, um, you know over the past couple of years. Are you still doing that as well on, on top of racing? Um, are you still the the coach of the Blenheim Blades? Yeah, I actually I'm still coaching. So uh, we didn't have a season this year, but we we're. We are lucky enough to have a sponsor step up and cover some ice time, so I was still able to get most of our team on the ice, um, limited with people and what we could do a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we were still able to get out there and keep developing these young kids into men and better hockey players. And uh, um, But, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do it without the sponsors, just like racing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're, you're definitely, you know, uh, through your career from the mini mods, uh, you know, into, into the, the modifieds, um, you've been, you know, you've always showed up with a, with a beautiful looking race car. Um, and, and you've, you've always done very well on the sponsorship side. Um, you seem to be, you know, kind of a, a trendsetter, if you will, you know, kind of locally, um, in, in Southwestern Ontario. Um, you've, you've got a YouTube page set up. Uh, you've got some videos of, of, you know, kind of behind the scenes, uh, how your car was, you know, kind of assembled and put together, uh, you know, kind of crew spotlights and things like that. Touch a little bit on, on that side of of your team and and you know what what fans can you know kind of you know anticipate to see as the season kind of unfolds and as you guys get out there and and get racing yeah well the youtube page was actually my brother's idea he was over in denmark playing hockey and um i started watching hunt the front who's probably started that um youtube trend a while ago and uh we started talking about it and we're like well i got a few gopros and stuff let's start seeing what happens here and uh we started making a few local videos of small stuff and then uh actually got quite a few views and likes on it and got some good response from it so i'm trying to keep it going here um running out a little bit of content as the car's getting done and uh whatnot so i started doing the crew profile which has been a little bit harder than i anticipated getting these guys in front of the camera they're a little a little shy for it but uh um, we kind of, when we started reaching out to companies and sponsors and whatnot, the one main thing is, well, what is that just one around the track? What else are you guys going to do for us? And, uh, we thought, well, what better way than get on YouTube if we can start getting some views and shares and whatnot, then give them more publicity and 
let people actually see what goes on behind the scenes. It's not just show up to the track and race. Uh, let them see all the maintenance that goes into the trailer and the trucks and all the stuff that goes on during the weekend and just show them what we do and why it's so important to have a good crew and the uh, the help we can get. That's cool. Now, how do fans get to that? Uh, what's the address? How do fans check that out? Uh, if you just go on YouTube and search Hope Motorsports, uh, it should come up, and then I always share them on our Facebook page and uh, put the link to the latest video in our Instagram bio as well. So it's all, all at Hope Motorsports. That's cool. I'm going to check it out. I've, yeah, I've not seen that. Uh, Brett, tell us about that new piece. That car looks brand new. Is that a brand new car uh, from ground up? Or is it new to you? Where did it come from? Is there any history? Uh, it's new to me. It's been around for a little bit up in the Brighton Speedway area. Um, I think it was Greg Bellier. Greg Bellier bought it brand new. Um, don't know where it went to after that. And then Craig Graham got it. Um, he used to be an asphalt racing guy. His son Brandt races as well. He raced the last couple of years. Um, it was updated in 17 by him, I believe. And then uh, they bought two dirt models, two dirt late models from uh, the same guy. So him, uh, Craig, and his son Brandt have the identical cars now, so they can pass notes. Um, so they made a deal with Kyle Sopez for something. Kyle Sopez had the chassis sitting there, and I had the modified. And Kyle was looking at my open motor, and he had a buddy looking at the modified. So we kind of did a little. A little swap there, and I was able to get this beautiful piece, and they took my modified motor and stuff, and um, the rest is kind of history after that. Ah, it all worked out. Absolutely. It, uh, the, there's there's a lot of those stories within motorsports, you know? <laughs> yeah, there there's sure a lot is. of bartering between teams and, uh, you know, parts and pieces. Teams move up, teams move down, uh, teams step away from the sport or step into the sport. And uh, there's there's a tremendous amount of those types of stories where, you know, you've got something that can help them and, and they've got something that can help you and, and uh, it improves both your programs and, and gets you both where you want to go. Uh, Brett, talk a little bit about the you know the the class itself because really you know for for a lot of years the dirt late model scene um you know it was all about a big motor i remember talking to a guy kirk hooker you know we talk about him i think every show um but but you know it was all always about having the most steam that you could underneath the hood and it was all about making the thing you know get through the ends and and uh and it, but get down the straightaway in a hurry um, it seems like there's a massive trend here in Canada, but as well, you know, I think we all seen it through the Bristol, uh, U.S. Nationals, um, down, down at Bristol this past year. Um, uh, there was a massive crowd of 604 dirt late models, um, which is of course a crate car. Um, and up here on, on the Northern side of the border, uh, you know, you touched on it, Brighton, um, and then as well, you know, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, and, and you're seeing them kind of branch out. Um, but 604 has kind of taken over the game when it comes time for pro late model or, or, or dirt late model, just like it has for pro late model on the, on the asphalt side. Uh, talk a little bit about the car and, and the, the package that it is, what attracted you to get out of modified racing and, and throw your hat in the ring for dirt late model. Uh, well, the crate late model thing is something that we've wanted to do for years. We just were never able to do it. I know when I was away at school there, we've talked about it. And uh, just being a small budget team here, we were just never able to do it. So uh, when the deal came up, it was something I couldn't really turn it on. something I've dreamed of for a little for a little while now. So um, the crate thing, again, small budget. Um, yeah, I'd love to have a big open motor and have all that horsepower and everything. But 
Um, on dirt, as the track dries out, right, you lose a little bit of grip. You got to pedal it a little bit more, trail brake, all that kind of stuff. That becomes a little bit more of a hassle almost to drive them. So um, early on in the night, you might be at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, but as the night goes on and the track dries out, you kind of see the crate cars come alive and whatnot. Um, I know the setup-wise, there's not a huge difference, but there is a lot of little tweaks you do to the crate cars. We don't have that power to get it to roll over or able to sling it sideways, so it's more momentum racing. But, uh, yeah, the crate thing, I think it's awesome. There's a lot of tracks around here, like Brighton. Humberstone used to be a crate track. Uh, the rumor is they're going to go to open now. And then, of course, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, we're allowed to run our crate cars with the open skies. And um, the last few years, now they redesigned the track. People are saying that the crate cars won't be able to keep up. But um, you look at Oshwegan the last few years, um, every time there's a crate versus open show at Oshwegan Speedway, the crate guys have won. So um, it's just something that it's two different styles of racing, kind of, if you drive an open to a crate. Um, but, again, you can go into New York. There's the Great Rush um, series race over there tour that we're going to try to attend a few races this year, but with COVID can't get across right now. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of great racing that we can travel around and do and challenge ourselves and meet new people. And at the end of the day, just have fun with it, right? Go meet new people, have a few cold ones and talk a bunch of lies and see what <laughs> happens. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. We're with Brett Hope tonight, uh, the number 49, uh, all set and ready to go, or at least I think you're all set and ready to go. Any laps on that car yet? Or when do you intend on getting out and getting a few laps, uh, even though we're locked down? I guess you got to wait for that to be over. Uh, but w- what's the thoughts heading forward there, kiddo? Uh, get some laps on it ASAP. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to need the seat time. Um I know the guys around here, the crate guys around here, the guys I'll be competing with that have been doing it for a few years, they're on top of their game. So um, I'll be a little bit behind the eight ball, so get some laps on it ASAP. I drove it around my yard here a little bit. If you watch the YouTube, you see a few little clips of it driving around. But um, no laps, not even buckled into it yet. But uh, as soon as we're allowed, the lockdown's up, and as soon as we're allowed, I'll be sure I'll be hitting track up somewhere, whether it's Humberstone, Southern Ontario, Morris, we were at Brighton, I'll be – I'll be going. I've been itching for almost two years now to to get in the car and sling some dirt. Yeah, well, and you know what? It'll be good news from the family side of things, too. There'll be no more tearing the lawn up out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, growing up, we used to have a little go-kart track that's around our house. Um, it was actually funny because we'd run the, the mini mods in, our, in second gear around Buxton, and if we ran them around first gear in our little go-kart track beside the house, we hit the same RPM, so it was a little, a little bit of a test session that we could try. Absolutely, it's a little bit of. It's got to be that southwestern, you know, <laughs> appeal. Like yeah. we just talked to Rick Verburn; he's got a dirt, he's got a dirt track in in uh, the back forty, and same with you guys. It's uh, that's definitely cool, uh, Brett. Uh, you know. Uh, Talk a little bit, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up alongside the top here, but uh, uh, talk a little bit about the, the people who you got helping out uh, and, uh, and and what we can expect to see. Obviously, COVID is, is uh, you know, throwing a wrench in everything, but uh, where can we expect to see you or where do you anticipate, uh, you know, being, being out on the racetrack this summer? Uh, all over Ontario, probably. Um, if we're racing down here at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. I'll be there. Um, I think I, I put a schedule together for a few sponsors this year, and I think we had 30 nights on it between Ontario and into New York um, a little bit. 
So it's all COVID pending right now, but as soon as the track opens up, we'll be there. Um, I know we're going to try to hit. There's a big race. Uh, I think it's June 5th or 6th or something like that at Southern Ontario. So hopefully they're opened up by then. We'll hit that one. Uh, the great crate race up at Brighton. We'll hit that one up as well. Um, I'm just going to try to do as much racing as I can this summer. And then, again, none of this would be possible without my crew. I know i got my two brothers, Kyle and Sean. Um, they're right there with me every step of the way. Uh, Sean does always the bull check. He's the last one to buckle me in. So it's huge there. And then I got uh, Evan Howard, Brandon Soup, um, who helps DJK with you, Joe. And then uh, um, Elliot Wilton as well. So those guys are those guys are huge because I wouldn't be able to do as well myself. And then, of course, all my sponsors, all of our equipment. Um, Maxim Racing Oils came on this year. Um, Kia, Lowy Kia and Chatham. Uh, Jordan Cooper, my brother, Hope Renovations. Uh, Bill Vermees Concrete, the Wilton team, all those people that come on board this year just to make it a little bit financially easier. So I can't do it without them. And we're going to go at every race we can, see what happens, and keep racing until they say we can't race no more. And you're going to keep us up to date all the way through, right, Brett? It's, uh, we, we look forward to getting you back on here after you've got a chance to buckle into that bad boy and uh, give us a report on how things uh, went with that first test. Absolutely. Stay tuned to the YouTube page. I'll have some in-car cameras so you guys can get a first-hand experience of my first laps in it and uh, get a view of what it's like inside that cockpit. So, And that's Brett Hope Racing. That's where you can check that out. Brett, thanks so much for the time tonight, buddy. We surely appreciate it. Nice job on that race car, man. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. Brett Hope Racing uh, is going to be kind of cool to see how that all shakes out. I'm going to tune into that uh, channel. You can bet your boots. Got to hit the brake. When we come back, off to the east coast of Canada, we'll switch it over to Asphalt. Lonnie Somerville, driver of the number 23, he's going to be with us live. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Trevor Bain, and I'm glad you're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dunk sauce. I dunk sauce, but I got a good deal. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Ganesh, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. Ah, can you see him, Junior? Did you see Ked laying back in the chair playing that song? That's, you know, Ked brings us back from the third break, has for about a year. Yep. I just love the lead guitar on the guy. Uh, just dynamite stuff. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, you know, there was a race today in Canada. Uh, short track race. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It was in New Brunswick at Speedway 660. And whenever you say Speedway 660, it always should be followed by the number 23 of Lonnie Somerville, because the two go side by side and have for a number of years. He's been a champion at that racetrack countless times. Um, and the good part is we got him on the hotline right now after what was a, uh, uh, the, the, the first day of the 2021 season uh, for the number 23. I have no idea how it all shook out, but we're all going to find out together. Let's welcome him in, Mr. Lonnie Somerville. How you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you for, I don't know, probably a year and a half. What's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, it's been a while. We miss you guys over in the Atlantic provinces for sure, covering the races and uh, promoting our racing out here. Uh, can't wait to get back out there, buddy. Hopefully, hopefully it happens sometime this summer. But, uh, hey, time will tell. How did you make out today? Did uh, the off-season and the preparation that I know you and Larry and the whole crew at Somerville Racing does every year getting ready for another season, did it all pay off for you today? It, it, we, we obviously didn't work hard enough. We ended up uh, P3, so we, we didn't work hard <laughs> enough and uh, just missed a little bit. Um, they... They actually uh, made the track uh, some improvements. Uh, it's been rounded up over the years, you know, weathered and 25 or 26 years old, whatever the place is. And uh, pavement was starting to come up in the, in the right side, where the right side tires are on the bottom groove. So they uh, had, you know, did some due diligence and passed it. And uh, and uh, we were just, I don't know if it didn't cure enough or it didn't bond, but we, mm. uh, we tested there Friday and, and the speeds were way quicker than last year on the same tire and everything. And we thought we were well, we, we were pretty good, and the car was uh, was going good. You know, we were happy. And uh, then today, after first practice, it started getting about all the cars out there. Started you know rolling the pavement up, and we got kind of treacherous through through the last practice and the heat races. You know, the pavement starting to chew up on the right side. Uh, you know, bottom groove on the on the right side tires was tearing it up and rolling the marbles and stuff up and. Uh, same for everybody, but uh, by the end of the race, uh, we had some pretty big potholes that uh, our shock package was a little too aggressive, I think, and uh, it just, I couldn't I couldn't get through the, the bumps that, that we created from tearing the pavement up, and uh, if I straddle the bumps and, and try and run a little higher, it would get free in on me, and mm. just, just struggled to find the right groove, and uh, we ended up finishing three or four car lengths behind the leaders. 
So you mentioned like potholes, you know, kind of forming. Was it was it like chunking, or or was it was it just like slowly eroding away? Uh, the reason why I ask, like, was it was it like pieces and chunks leaving the surface and then going through rads and stuff like that, or was it like like just you know the the aggregate kind of pulling away from the asphalt and just kind of beating off? It was it was a little of both. I mean, there was a lot of. A lot of the, I mean, just right, even riding around under a caution, you know, you could see the rocks flying off the windshield and bouncing off the front of the, you know, the hood and stuff. Um, in the heat race end at the start of the, uh, the 75 lapper, and uh, my my crew chief walked uh, walked around and uh, after the race was over, and he said there was there was some pretty big chunks, you know, softball size, and and I kind of drove around before we went to tech and looked at it and uh, just at the, you know, just riding around and it was like dinner plate size holes that, that mm. had, you know, appeared because some of the pavement had bonded, some of it didn't, and we were just rolling it out. And so it was, it was I mean, there was, I didn't think anybody lost a rad, but there was some, some chunks flying for sure. Oh, that sucks. Uh, you got to feel for the promoter uh, putting the money out to get asphalt laid down. And, uh, you know, you hit race one and it starts coming back up. Hopefully, hopefully there's a little bit of a guarantee when you get uh uh, when he makes the call on Monday to get that asphalt company back out to have a look. I know uh, back in, I'm going to say it was 1997. 96. Uh, maybe, ni- 96. 96, you paved it. And then 97, race number one, you got that. Uh, you got the, uh, um, you're talking about the, the antifreeze hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sobble Speedway, I repaved it. It was yep. actually 97, was I it? repaved it. And uh, night number one in, two, uh, in 98, which was night number one on the track. We got it paved in November, uh, said there would be enough time for it to cure, and it was. Uh, We had race number one on it, and uh, one guy, uh, there was a rack down in turn one, two. One guy had Andy Free still in his car, and uh, wouldn't you know it, the rad broke, went down into the racetrack, and uh, that one spot, uh, it did develop into uh, a pothole it was terrible we had to fix it with portland concrete of all things Uh, we chipped it out filled it with portland concrete and uh, the patch is still there today and it's uh 2021 so what can i say that's a good that's a good advertisement for the concrete company hey it was for sure sure it was a big black mark a big blemish though you may as well put a big zit on the racetrack right in the middle of the you know it it looked like a beautiful facility the whole place was just jet black and then it had this big white hole in the center (laughs) of one and two yeah (laughs) but that's uh, a point for the drivers to pick to to that's right gauge of it for their Pickup points and stuff, right? That's yeah, right. incredible. That's what a lot of us do. So. How did the heats go for Ilani? That would have started your day out. Uh, how did they transpire? Uh, well, we, we we had a really good heat race uh, as far as for the fans to watch. We uh, we started. I drew dead last as per normal when I when we draw, and uh, so we started. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think how many cars there were. Seven, I think, in our or nine. No, nine in our heat race. Mm. Um, got to. Uh, fourth pretty quickly, and uh, Dustin Tucker was leading. Uh, Ashton Tucker got to the outside of him, and, and uh, Dave Oblinas tried to follow Ashton to the top, so I got underneath, and we ran, you know, the four of us ran side by side for pretty much, I think, the entire heat race with uh, about a lap to go. Uh, Dustin, the, the pavement was starting to come apart, and uh, he got a little free, and, and the, the two outside cars got by him, and, and that's how we finished or whatever on the last lap, basically. So, but it was a pretty good race for the fans to watch, I'm sure. 
and you know, for us, it was a good time, right? You get, mm-hmm. Anytime you can race with those guys side by side like that for any amount of time, you know, you don't, you're not beating off each other and sliding each other, even though it was kind of treacherous. Everybody drove to their capabilities and uh, the racetrack's capabilities. I'd say more than the the, the drivers, but uh, you know, we uh, in saying that we finished fourth, so I think we started seventh in the in the feature and uh, got boxing a little bit, and then uh, got going probably four or five laps in. We kind of picked them off and. Got to fourth again and, and started reeling in uh, uh, Ashton Tucker and uh, David Blinas. Uh, I think Messer had uh, Ryan Messer was leading at that point. Started reeling them in and just it was 75 laps. I kind of wanted to maintain and not use it up and just kind of keep pace with them. So um, uh, Devin was spotting for me uh, and uh, he was just kind of calling lap times. We were trying to just mirror them or maintain that and you know and. Uh, Say we just missed it a little bit. I'm not honestly not even sure when the caution came out on. Uh, I don't know. It was probably 20 to go, and mm-hmm. we talked about pitting because we had lapped a bunch of cars at that point, and there was only a couple cars behind me on the lead lap. And uh, I said, I really don't even know what we change on a pit stop. You know, mm-hmm. that we could do it in a timely manner to get back out. That's going to fix what I was feeling. You know, what the issue was. So, yes, and give so you we, enough time to try and make a run for it, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, we go there to win. Um, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, like a poor loser or anything, but we, we go to win, and that's that's what we're there for. And, uh, you know, at that point we're looking, in, you know, that we're running third and we're not going to drive, drive by those guys. So uh, so we kind of were debating on it, and I said, well, let's just see. You know, we got what we got and go from there because I you can in one of them deals you can come in. If you're not really sure what to change, you can come in and make a change and, and go worse. So, um, so we just kind of held our own there, and we actually – uh, on the restart, um, somebody like two laps after the restart, uh, somebody got down in the in the infield and kind of put a bunch of gravel and, and rocket stuff up on the track. And we came down in, and I was probably halfway by Dave for for second. And uh, we get into that and kind of get all everybody, you know, the three of us, the leaders, we all kind of get out of shape. And uh, and for some reason, I've never had it happen before, but my car jumped out of gear. I jumped back on the gas, and it just you know started bouncing off the road a little bit. Wow. Realized what happened and pulled it in gear. By that time, they had yanked me about three or four car lengths, and, and we just maintained that till the, till the end. You know, the last 15 laps probably. So I thought it blew. Actually, Dave said that too. He said, "I thought you blew up because the thing just you know, <laughs> yeah, bounced off the chip, 6,400 RPM." You know, in the middle of the turn. So yeah, yeah. thank God for they, a chipper. It would yeah. have been a motor. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, if, would have, it if, would have been a good situation for the motor. If the it was the old, aren't that tough, so. <laughs> if it was the old built motor days, that would have been an expensive little uh, little escapade. That's right, 100%. <laughs> so, that would have been a 7,800 chip bouncing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening to the names, Dave Oblinas and Tucker, Ashton and uh, Dustin and you and uh, uh, Messer, and, uh, it, it is a wild group that you uh, go out there against at Speedway 660. Sounds like things haven't got any easier. Uh, th- those names are all still there and probably a few new ones added to the mix this time around. You know, we, we were this was supposed to be a 150 lap uh, uh, open race, um, and they changed it just to 75 because of the the borders closed. You know, our Atlantic bubble is not open yet because of obviously the dreaded word COVID. But uh, you know, it it still it was some pretty good competition there. You know, the half a dozen guys that were you know really quick and really good in practice and came kind of even if the Nova Scotia guys and the Pittsburgh Island guys were there are still, you know, the same guys are still going to run up front with those guys. You know, you're going to add a few of those guys into the mix. But uh, it's definitely, you know, our 
our local cars and local guys are are super competitive, and you know everybody's got good rigging now. You know, there's no, there's no, you know, ten years ago, five years ago, you know, there was there was cars that were mediocre, you know, at best, and there's no cars like that anymore. Everybody's got good rigging, and you know, on the on the, you know, I mean, you can go through the Clappenburg, you know, Dean Clappenburg cars, the you know, Hampy stuff, you know, Fury, they're all there, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's got good rigging. Everybody has good notes and good, you know, good, good business to you know guys to fall back on and get information from, and uh, this made the racing super tough. And it's it's a it's a razor blade edge of being really good or being you know just just so so and running third like we did tonight. You know, we just we've uh, this is our fifth race with this you know rowdy I guess Hampy car now we, we're calling it a Hampy car, but you know it's fifth race with this chassis and we're we're missing it a little bit and it, and I really believe it's the tires that are throwing us for loop for for what they you know have for notes and that what they're giving me and what i work with bond sus with you know and obviously we can't have him up here you know that would be the key i mean not probably for a 75 lapper like this but right. you know, any big races we've always brought bond up to work with us and it's such a a benefit for me to not have to crew chief from inside the car, you know, I right. just worry about driving it. And like, and, he, and he's, I mean, listen, I talked to him three or four times today, you know, texting back and forth, and he was giving me ideas and stuff. It's just not the same as him visually watching the car, seeing the car, seeing the, you know, the wheel input, the valence on the racetrack, all that kind of thing. You know, it's just, uh, it just makes a huge difference nowadays as, as it's so competitive to have, uh, you know, a stellar crew chief like Bond with us. And, uh, you know, I don't know that the borders are going to open that that's ever going to happen this summer. So, uh, you know, we got what we got and we got to do it on our own. And, um, I really think these Hampy cars, these new Hampy cars are, I mean, they're pretty badass. and, and the, the fit finish on them and the way everything is done. I mean, they're, they are far superior to everything, but at the end of the day, if it's not right, it doesn't matter how good your race car is. You know, the, those four tires on the racetrack are those, you know, what separates from, uh, Hundred thousand dollar race car to a ten thousand dollar race car, it really doesn't matter if, if everything's not perfect. And uh, you know, we just just missed it a little bit, and it's disappointing. But uh, at the end of the day, we never put a mark on the car, and we have a really good notebook from today, and we can do some more testing before we go racing again in a few weeks and uh, go from there. Well, you just keep Larry away from the draw bucket when you go to draw your heat; yeah. you'll be all set. That's well, what you'll listen, have to do. I probably shouldn't say this on air, but uh, the bad thing is the. When we, when we drew today going in, uh, I'm, you know, six foot one, pretty tall, and the young girl that was, that was, you know, had the bag with the numbers in it before we went into the, to the track, she <laughs> had this thing, and she set it down on the table in front of me, and, like, I could see right in. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I said, well, they, I know they start at 90 for the for the super late models there when they draw. I looked in the C96, so I reached down and picked it out thinking, you know, well, there you go. I'm cheating right off the bat. Then I pull out 113. So, <laughs> so that's what I get for trying to be dishonest right off the bat. So. <laughs> well, there's yeah. a couple things you learned today. Uh, well, one, you got to bring Jessica. She's got to show up to do the draw for you because your eyes are getting bad now, so you're right. not pulling the right one. Keep Larry away from the bucket. And the other thing is... You're going to learn a whole lot more about that 23 when the asphalt actually stays down. Yeah, that's right. And we, we're, you know, we're we're learning, and uh, we actually have another one coming. We, uh, uh, my my car owner is, I mean, he's unreal car owner, and and uh, we, they they kind of come up with a few rules that didn't make our Hampy car illegal for the past series. Uh, it, it's legal, but we've got to add, you know, weight penalty for for a halo width and a couple little things like that. So we decided. Or he decided, I should say, to, to 
to uh, let's build another one, and uh, we'll make one so when the borders do open, we can go to the auction 250 in, in those places, and you know, hoping that that's going to happen this summer that we can get to Oxford, and obviously we would love to to be able to go to Jacasa for that big race, and you know, we're all crossing our fingers that those races are going to happen this year. You know, mm-hmm. a year ago we never thought we'd still be in a situation, so you never know what, what's going to happen, but uh, we're we're definitely preparing here at the shop with some, you know pretty heavy bullets to take to the racetrack in the next, uh, you know, season for sure, This the rest of the season and in the upcoming seasons. And, my, like, I keep – Larry and I joked about it because I'm 46 years old and I don't know if the goods are good – you know, the goods off me now are gone out of me now. So uh, Not a chance. Great opportunities with a great car owner and great equipment and, uh, like, sitting by the wayside here while, while we're waiting for – everything to open back up so we you did touch on this Lonnie a little bit and and uh you know you 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 said that uh you brought the the car home without a mark on it and and usually you know if you move the guy in front of you it leaves a little (laughs) mark so I mean there was only two guys to move you could have brought it home with two marks on it you know I'm just saying (laughs) listen I, I I'm a firm believer I'm in in you know, you race people how they race you, and and, uh, and Ryan and Dave or Dave and I have had some pretty fierce battles over the years, but uh, always end in a you know a laugh or a joke or whatever. It's not nothing too big of a rivalry. And Ryan Messer, I mean, he's just a good kid. You know, he, I don't think he'd run into anybody or even get mad at anybody. So uh, had it been somebody else up there, maybe it might have been a different story. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, you got to treat people how they treat you on a racetrack. And if somebody's gonna rough me up, I'll give it back to them, maybe even a little more than they gave it to me. But uh, you know, what comes around goes around. I'm a firm believer in racing, so you got to, you know, mind your P's and Q's when it's necessary. And, and at the end of the day, I don't know that we were even good enough to get up there and move. If you move somebody, you got to be able to go. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you yeah. move and you don't go, then you're going to get it back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're going to get it back twice yeah. as bad. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Lonnie, it sounds like, uh, for all intents and purposes, it was a decent start to the season opener. Uh, when are you back at it, my friend? Uh, we were just talking about that. I think the next race is going to be at Petty Raceway. They're going to have, uh, so until this Atlantic bubble opens back up, because they did have a, a mini-series between uh, 660 and Petty Raceway. They were going to do uh, uh, four 150 lappers, like two at each track, mm. and a little you know, mini-point series. That was definitely on our list to do, and, and along with some tour races, uh, obviously IWK 250, uh, Cat 250 in Halifax, or Jim Hallen 250, I'm not sure what they're calling it this year, but right. obviously some of those races were definitely um you know if the, if the u.s border doesn't open then we're gonna you know try and do a dozen or more races locally um i've still got my customers that i gotta look after here too so i can't go racing as much as i would like but uh I, i'm a firm believer that you've got to race to keep up on things and and you know if we can go out and win in the weekends and run good then people are going to want to come here so uh we've got to make sure we keep up on the latest and greatest and uh so we can pass on to our customers so the more i can race the better but uh right now 660 is going to have a couple 50 75 lappers i know and i've got some customers that are renting some cars from us that we're going to take to the track uh, um so we get that to look after and then we'll definitely do the hunter lapper at petty i think it's june 6th i believe so if we don't race before that that'll definitely be our next one june 6th at petty yeah, good stuff. Lonnie, this has been great catching up with you, and we genuinely appreciate your time. Do me a favor. Let the guys know at 660. Um, uh, if if there is no warranty on that beautiful speedway of theirs that they just finished paving, uh, or at least the repair, uh, if there is no warranty, let them know. 
Portland Concrete got me out of a jam for some 20 years, uh, and it works. Uh, just tell them that if they're looking for a repair for that uh, to get you guys back on the racetrack. Because, you know, you can look, you can try all different kinds of stuff, but uh, that Portland Concrete... I'm not saying that they don't pay me a nickel, uh, but we want to see cars on the racetrack, and I know that'll fix your problem if uh, if the guys can't come out and fix it themselves. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, like, like say, you're you know damned if you do, damned if you don't. They're, they do the best to try and fix it, and they they built a new tower, you know, this spring, and uh, uh, you know for the announcer and stuff in there, and spent some money, and they're putting back into it in tough times, and obviously the grandstands aren't going to be full and stuff because of the rules we have but uh, they're mm-hmm. doing their best and uh like i say we'll just keep plugging along and then hopefully yeah if they don't get her patched up they will have to maybe try the portland concrete either that or put those uh what, what are they called toil land tires on your car so that, so that you can run on anything that's right yeah i needed something something it's funny because <laughs> we're in tech and uh uh ryan messer had a right front flap flap before he went to tech so obviously he had a rock or something puncture a tire i'm assuming you know one of the obviously we're not on the softest tire, but I mean, it's slick, slick, and it's it's fairly soft. So obviously, uh, he's lucky it wasn't a hundred lap race because he he might have uh, not not finished. So yeah, yeah, tough stuff. Uh, hey, this has been great catching up with you. Do us a favor, say hi to everybody out there. I, I know you're hooked up with all of them. And Lonnie Somerville, we will get you back on this show real soon. It isn't going to be no year and a half in between our next visit. Sound good? All right, guys. Hopefully uh, next time we're two spots better and we got something to brag about. <laughs> there you go. That's Lonnie Somerville, driver of the number 23. Uh, he's got his season underway. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we are going to take our final break of the night. When we come back, Wayne Smith, the Oval Outlaw, is going to join us. He did not go to Victory Lane today, but his car did. We'll find out more on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Everybody, this is Tom Walters, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com. Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. From two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up to date news coverage, documentaries, how to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. We are going right back to the hotline and we'll continue the conversation. Uh, Canada's first short track race took place today at uh, Speedway 660, uh, just outside Fredericton, New Brunswick. And uh, to talk more about that, how about the Oval Outlaw? We have Wayne Smith on the other end of this hotline. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Smith? How are you? Oh, not a whole lot, Joe. Just uh, back from Fredericton here, just sitting here relaxing, trying to get ready to go to work tomorrow to get the racetrack ready. <laughs> get nice. the, uh, no rest for the wicked, Wayne. Uh, Petty International Raceway is uh, actually home to you guys. Uh, uh, preparations for the track coming along. You, What do you got, six days left before you got to turn it back on and get it fired up or what? Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to run the Maritime Pro Stock on Saturday and uh, – Obviously, the bubble never opened, so that's canceled. So we're going to do an open practice on Saturday, and we'll run our regular New Brunswick Terrors on Sunday. Uh, dynamite stuff. Wayne, uh, when we take a look at this pandemic that's been driving absolutely all of us crazy, uh, you know, we look back to last year, and really you and Speedway 660 were the only two racetracks that had any kind of resemblance of uh, what a season would have kind of looked like. I know it wasn't a normal year for you, but you guys did a uh, just a whale of a job at Petty uh, putting together what was uh, the 2020 season to keep everybody involved and to keep everything moving. Uh, that was a monumental task, and uh, I, I got to tell you, on behalf of everybody, hey, congratulations on what you did last year, and uh, congratulations on what you're about to do for 2021. It sounds like uh, it's all systems go right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, the government gave us okay to go racing here uh, starting this week, and I'll be 660 run uh, today. And um, you know what? Um, the bubble's not open, so we can't use none of those cars from Nova Scotia or PEI, so we got to deal with what we got and try to make a show out of it here in New Brunswick. So uh, today, uh, it, 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 one of your cars was, uh, or, or one of the guys that you work with, uh, went to Victory Lane. Was that Ryan Messer over at 660, or was it a different class? No, it's a different class. I mean, um, I have an old street stock here that I run last year in the Ricky Bobbitt race in 660 and um, done well and finished second there and um, the guy was 
Nick Cudmore, he uh, races a little bit here at Petty, and uh, I asked him to drive it, and we went up there today and won the race with it. <laughs> you got to love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, Wayne. Uh, so looking at 2021, or uh, before we get into there, what did it look like today at 660? Uh, we just talked to Lonnie Somerville. Sounds like another whale of a show. Uh, and really, they, they couldn't open it up to anybody else. But it sounds like in that local market, man, have they got a stout field. Yeah, they, they definitely had a good field there today. I mean, um, you know, they had 11 pro stocks. Uh, I think they had 11 or 12 sportsman cars. Uh, they had 11 street stocks. And they got a whale of a, a four summer class up there that they had 28 cars in. And, the, and they put a heck of a show on. Actually, they only, um, it was supposed to be a 20-lap feature. And they only run 10 because the show was getting too long. And uh there was a lot of accidents and cautions, so they just shut her down at 10 laps. Uh, tough, tough deal, but, you know, you got to do that sometimes. Uh, uh, Lonnie mentioned that the track was coming apart on uh, one of the repairs. Did you happen to get a bird's-eye view of what was going on there, and how bad did it look? Well, I didn't I didn't really even know that was happening. Uh, we were in tech with that uh, car, and uh, I never got to see the rest of the races, so... Uh, no, I didn't even realize that was happening. Well, hopefully it's not too bad. you got to feel for them. If they do, uh, you know, upgrades and repairs, you know what it's all about. And then when stuff goes sideways on you like that, uh, that can really, really devastate everything. So hopefully it's a minor thing and they can get it uh, patched up and continue on. Uh, uh, Lonnie happened to mention uh, the potential for uh, a, a mini-series, if you will, between Petty and and 660, providing the bubble opens up. Uh, is that still the plan, and what's the thoughts heading into that? Well, we, we would definitely still try to do it. I mean, we need to obviously look at dates. Um, I mean, if the bubble opens up and, the, and they allow them to race in Nova Scotia, then that means the tour is going to be traveling. So we need to work between dates and back and forth. And, yes, we definitely would like to do it and still continue to do it. Um, it, we did it last year, and it was perfect. It worked out nice. Yeah, that's good, especially when, you know, you get the guys from both tracks that'll tour so that it's not just all one track going to one spot. And, you know, you do the return date and only a quarter of the guys show up. Uh, it's kind of good when the whole thing moves as a package back and forth. And that's what it sounded like it did last year. And, uh, Wayne, you're one of those guys that wears so many hats. You're car builder, you're track owner your racer your uh and you just do it all you're also the tech guy for the tour are you still doing that part of it um yeah we still do it um obviously um we have another guy in halifax that's going to help out this year and i'm going to start cutting back a little bit because i gotta actually put a little more time into the track here and um not sure if it's not hurting the track a little bit where i'm doing checking and and um you know and then the guy comes and race with you and, and stuff so we're I'm trying to back off that a little bit and trying to concentrate on the racetrack here and get it up and running the best we can. I mean, it's been going good, but we, you know, there's always improvements that we can make. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you've been burning the candle at both ends, bud. There's no doubt about it. You've been doing an awesome job with it. Uh, let's look now at 2021 at Petty. Um, you've always got a great lineup. I had a brief look at your schedule again today. It looks like you got another dynamite uh, schedule laid out. The international, of course, is still on there. Uh, it's going to be a good season if we can get it underway. Yes, for sure. I mean, we, we, obviously, with um, with this bubble not opening, we'll have to change uh, 
few things around on our schedule, but we're looking to get the pro stock here. I mean, that's what fans want to see. Um, we're talking about uh, on the June 5th weekend, which we don't think the bubble will be open, but we're going to do a pro stock 100 here um, with the New Brunswick Carriers. And uh, um, hopefully after that, the bubble opens up and we get some Nova Scotia Carriers here and make a show out of it. <laughs> It'll be dynamite. Uh, uh, in eastern Canada, you got to know that that's got to be one of the centers of all of it uh, right there at Petty. Uh, Wayne, the, uh, the, the way it looks right now, uh, you're going to open up next weekend. Uh, the bubble doesn't open up. It's just you guys in New Brunswick. Um, what is it for fans? What can they depend on? Is there a certain number of fans that go through or what's the situation layout? Uh, the deal is, I mean, we're about 50% of what the, of the capacity of the racetrack. So if it holds 5,000, we're allowed to have 2,500 fans and with social distance and, uh, keep apart and uh we're going to mandate masks if you're not sitting in the seat you have to have a mask on um obviously to move around um the guys in the pit areas they'll they'll have to leave if they leave their pit area they got to have a mask on in order to, to travel in the pit and that's not really outside of what you did last year right everything was uh mandated and laid out everybody participated and stuck to the rules right yeah it was good i mean yes i mean Lineups to the canteen was a little long at times, and um, the social distance wasn't as good as we want. I mean, you can only do so much, and we're on the PAs hollering, you know, not hollering, but trying to get people broke up, and uh, it worked out good. I mean, the government showed up at one race here last year, the last one of the season, and they looked the place over and thought we were doing a pretty good job, and when we applied this year, they said, you know what, you done a good job last year other than the couple lineups. Let's try to get those lineups broke up a little bit, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and that's what you want to hear. You know, uh, I hate to say this, Wayne, but you're the, the, the microscope is on you and 660. you got to know Ontario, B.C., Alberta, every other province in this country is looking at you guys for setting the bar. And uh, it, it, good on them, you know, and... Uh, you guys can do it. You've proven it last year. Uh, every one of those uh, doctors that I've heard either on, uh, you know, CTV News here in Canada or CNN all have the same uh, the same message. If you're outside, the risk goes way down. You do need a mask or you can use a mask. And it's a good idea to social distance. But the safest place for anybody to be in this pandemic is outside and that's what racing is all about. That's right. That's and that's what we're aiming for. I mean, um, like I said, we're probably not going to make it a hundred percent, but we're going to do the best we can to make it. And hopefully, nobody catches anything, so we can carry on the race. Nah, nobody's going to catch a thing, guaranteed. Uh, Wayne, uh, so what is it? Saturday, you guys are going to fire up, or is it Saturday practice and race Sunday? Yeah, Saturday's practice, um, and we start at uh, twelve o'clock on Saturday, twelve to five. And then um, we'll race at 4 o'clock on Sunday. Perfect. Uh, you're going to volley between uh, Petty International Raceway. Then the action moves to 660 like it did last year. I know it was uh, one over there, one at your place, back and forth. And uh, that's the way the season unfolded. Same sort of idea this year? Exact same idea. We They race today. We race next week. They race. Then we race. And every everybody's got a week off in between. Dynamite stuff. Uh, it's going to be awesome, man. Hopefully that bubble can uh, pop back up, and hopefully the whole veil can be lifted off and we get uh, free to move about the country once again. Uh, just while I got you, 
uh, I know I want to send congratulations to you for all you did during speed weeks uh, this year down at Florida. We were watching, uh, and you got you did an amazing job in that uh, outlaw car. That was kind of cool watching you uh, wheel that machine. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, definitely had a good car. Um, we uh, we we got in that ten thousand to win race, and uh, we were running second. Had a shot to win that thing, and I mean, I know you know what it is, what it is, but I. I, I jumped the guy a bit, and there was no warning, and they just put us to the rat back, and the guy that owns it uh, said, park it, so we did. And then we went to New Smyrna and finished second on the first night, third on the second night, and the boys got in the pits and had a little uproar, and uh, and uh, they ended up giving me the win, so we ended up winning the championship there. Then I went to Auburndale a week before I come back from Florida and um, was second quickest, and we were running third, and I got in the back of a guy a little bit on a restart, and he's punning, and they put us to the back again. So, I mean, it was just, it was nobody. I mean, the Americans were great to race with. It was nothing to do with none of them guys. It was just how racing goes. I mean, you got to be up on the wheel, and uh, sometimes it, you got to take the good with the bad. Nah, that's <laughs> the kind of race that sort of fits you like a glove, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and your name is the Oval Outlaw. I mean, right, I mean, right. if you don't get into somebody, it's not it's you're not the Oval Outlaw, right? That's just the way that it works. That's right. I hear you there, Joe. <laughs> you did a dynamite job. Absolutely, Wayne, it was a lot of fun watching. We we watched every lap, and uh, we were we were chopping at the bit watching. It was fun. Awesome stuff, Wayne. We got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. We surely do appreciate it. Good luck next weekend at Petty. And uh, we'll definitely have room on the show to get the winner on. Uh, and we'll be talking lots about Petty. I can see it coming, my man. Appreciate it, Joe. You betcha. That's Wayne Smith, the Petty International Raceway. They're going to go green next weekend, Junior. Let's see how this all goes. They did a great job last year. There is no earthly reason why we can't use that as a model for what we're about to do in Ontario and other provinces as the season starts firing off here after the lockdown. It just sounds like somebody in the government over there has a brain. That's <laughs> the way that it works. Well, you know. It's, uh, you know, when you look at it, I, I was at a number of races last year, and I know there wasn't the full capacity. I know there was only 100 people in the grandstands, quote, unquote, Um I was never in a position where I felt unsafe. Uh, they could, there could have been 5,000 people at every one of those racetracks, and you could have made it so that it was safe to do. And uh, there's absolutely no reason why we can't why we can't race. And 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 you know it's just the way that it is. And hats off to them for actually voting the right people in and making it happen so that they can race. Well, fingers crossed, we can do the same sort of thing after the lockdown, and uh, we can get the season fired off. But fans out in New Brunswick, Petty International Raceway, next Sunday, got to be there. Got a limited number of seats. You can get in, but be early. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Race Time Radio. We surely do appreciate absolutely all of you tuning in here. And I know Junior and I look forward to being back with you next Sunday night. 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Uh, but for all of us here at Race Time, have a good week. Got to thank Susie right here in the Race Time Radio studio for hooking us up. And, of course, Scotty back there in the Toronto studio. I believe it's Scotty in the air chair back there. Thank you, Scott. Uh, you guys have a good one. Be safe. And we will be back with you next Sunday night at 7 o'clock right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. Have a good one, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.